Hello and welcome back to the Awazi podcast. You're now bi-weekly dose of spicy conversations. Thank you so much for tuning back in and I hope you're having a good day with the weather that's happening somewhere and it's been crazy but on an ungloomy note. Today's guest is literally a ray of sunshine. She's the owner of an art studio called Studio 11. She's the founder and host of an event for creative professionals called Balamuya. She's a photographer, writer. She also has more experience in the studio than me because she used to be a co-host of the show called The Shmoo Show. And welcome to the studio. Nafkot kebayo. What? That's so sweet. <laughs> I'm actually tearing up right now. <laughs> I mean, what did I miss? I hope I didn't miss anything. I'm Dang, just like, no, uh, that was really sweet. Thank uh, you. No worries. Yeah, she's got a full portfolio. It's like two pages of bio. I had to like <laughs> even edit it out. So did I miss anything? And day out of Thank you so much. That's really, really kind. So what's your story? Where did you come from? What do you do and why? What do I do and why? Yeah. Kasun Jamir. Uh, Straight into the I deep mean, end. Just yeah. introduce yourself. <laughs> introduce yourself, Lawalas. Yeah, hello. I feel like I did the bio part. So uh-huh. beyond capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> um, where I came from, I guess, Adisaba. I got born and raised at Adisaba. And I am the fourth child of my dad has six children. So oh. I'm like a classic middle child yeah. where uh, I'm left to my own demise. So it's a good thing and a bad thing. But also, I'm also like the most observed in the family because I'm a little different from everyone in a way. So my dad is a writer and I grew up around books, around art. He exposed me to a lot of things. I think he's the person that influenced me the most to become the person that I am today. And I'm really thankful for that. That is so sweet. Yeah. And what do I do and why do I do what I do? I think at this heart of everything that I do is people. I think I love people. <laughs> and I just love photographing people, learning their stories, where they're from. And all the projects that I start and kind of complete revolve around just learning anything and everything I can about a group of people or a certain kind of person. So the heart of what I do is mostly people and stories. That's so sweet. <laughs> really? Because, yeah, the way like I described the plethora of capacities and roles that you've played because you've been like an inspiration for me. Because when you're doing one thing, you're just like six months later, yeah, no, I'm doing something else now. <laughs> and then you've just been jumping in from one project to the other and you're doing it wholeheartedly and you're jumping wholeheartedly and you've been an inspiration for me as well. That's also why I wanted you here. I wanted to get people to know the courage and the inspiration that it takes to also, you know, be able to take on projects whenever you want. And you are an inspiration to me. So I really wanted my listeners to also get to know you. I so, think we've both been inspiring each other for a long time in this friendship. It. I know. <laughs> Fun fact, we actually met first year of college yeah. when we were doing MUN together. And then yeah. like, uh, those just two girls... It the cards for us to be friends. <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> it was just we were sat on a table once and it's just been friends since yeah. then. And we meet each other every six months or two years. Yeah. Like, and we're We're still like friends, yeah. you know? Yeah. 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 Low-maintenance friendship. Very low-maintenance friendship. <laughs> and it's just... And we start where we left off. We really do. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah, and I would. I wish this for everybody, to be honest. Yes, yeah. So you mentioned that your family, and especially your father, shaped the way you are right now. So how would your family, including siblings, like how would they describe what you do? Um, so at first, I was studying engineering, right? Because, well, you study natural sciences. And then you decide what yeah, you want. Yeah, and then you decide what you want. It's more like, here you are. You ha- what do you mean you're studying arts? Any dummy. can study art you're too smart for this go study biology physics chemistry so I was kind of like just 
going through school without any idea of what I wanted to do with my future. I just knew I liked creative stuff, but I didn't know what kind of career is out there to yeah. pursue, you know? I wasn't exposed to it. My dad is a writer, and I was like, I guess writing, you don't need to go to school for it. If you do go to school for it, what do you study? There's no writing you go yeah. and study foreign languages and I had no interest in that so did engineering my family expected me you know to finish that and I guess the first year in I'm like there is no way I'm gonna graduate I can't do this for the rest of my life I'm not gonna be mathing and yeah. you know pulling all-nighters in uni and just like stressing out like it just makes sense to me especially for a future that I wasn't certain of so I pivoted and luckily like at that point I didn't know what a career path I could take I was like okay so I like photography I like talking to people. I like teamwork. I don't see myself without people. Like, yeah. I'm not going to do, like, a coding job where I'm isolated in an office. Yeah. That will drive me crazy. Yeah. And I'm an extrovert. Like, so what is this job? And I was like, okay, God, like, can you show me the way? Because I'm literally quitting engineering without mm. no idea what to do next. This is like, this is going to be a, <laughs> a recurring, a recurring thing. <laughs> I was like, the decision is made. I'm leaving. But I don't know what's next. Let's figure it out together. Yeah. And I ran into a friend of mine from second grade, actually. And we were just walking in the street. And she's like, oh, my God. Nafi, hey, you know, I always thought you'd be a journalist. Are you studying journalism now? And I'm wow. like, how? Just the way you were, you liked writing. Yeah. And I always thought of you as someone who'd be working in media. So she actually breathed life, breathed life into, into that. And I was like, Whoa. journalism, that's what it's called. I'm going to go figure that out, <laughs> you know? <laughs> the yeah. set of skills that I have, they can actually be put it. Yeah, you just needed the words. I needed the words. So I, I graduated in journalism and communications. My family wasn't supportive at first because mm. they thought I was throwing my life away. They went from Lijachin, you know, she's an engineering student, to what is it again? She's studying foreign languages. I don't know. She's a lawyer. Like, what is oh my <laughs> something in humanities? <laughs> and I keep telling journalism. Isn't your dad um, studying? A writer? My dad would never. You know, my dad's uh, like, yeah, she's studying journalism. But, you know, like, your extended siblings. Family, manam, manam. They would forget what I'm doing. Yeah. It's like, journalism? But not really. I don't know if you can't study. It'd be always like, oh, guys, journalism. So they're like, oh, ETV, let's study now. Oh and then God. when I didn't choose broadcast media, uh, and I said, I'm going to study. Print. They had no They're like, what do you mean? So literally, you want to write for newspapers in this Ethiopia. I'm like, yeah, we'll figure it out. You know, we graduate. We'll see. So at first, they didn't really understand what I was doing. They were confused. They thought I was just going to be in media, like reporting news. And when I keep telling them, I don't want to be in news. I, I just, that's not what I want. And they asked me, what do you want to do? I don't know, but that's not it. Like, I know yeah. what I don't want to do. I'll figure out what I want to do next. That's good. Play with yeah. the blind spots. And then I guess now they understand it. To this day, sometimes what I do at the studio, they don't even get it. It's like, so you have a studio that's nice. Artists come here and they paint and you have events and you sell artwork. How do you make money? It's, you know, it's still yeah. like, it's not conventional. So they don't really have a method. They don't to, have something to put it in. They don't yeah. really have that mold that they're like, okay, this is what this it is. This is what it is. So it's always, I change, like you said, you know, every six months to something different. Literally. So they're like, we're happy that she's paying her bills and she's living. But whatever she's doing, it's working. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> <laughs> they can't read. They're like, she studied journalism, but she has an art studio now. So somehow that's connected. That's but she how also does photography, but yeah. she's also a writer. She used to be in radio, but she's not anymore. It's vague, but they're happy for me because I'm doing well for myself. That's, that's fantastic. Yeah. I feel like you keep them guessing. And at yeah. a family event, they're like, what is she doing now? <laughs> they're playing bingo. Like, <laughs> what is it now? Is our studio still going? Are you paying rent to that for that thing? Yeah, okay, cool. cool. Bingo! <laughs> <laughs> 
So, yeah, like you said, you do, you know, you take on so many different projects, even stuff that you, you know, haven't delved into before. You're like, yeah, I'm going to go in and I'll figure it out. Mm. And I love that about you. And I aspire to be like that as well. And I just wanted to know, how do you, A, get over the fear anxiety of starting a new project, moving on to new things that you don't have experience in before? And also at the same time, how do you get the courage to actually move on? How do you know it's the right decision to move on to this new project? Mm. Okay. I think a quality that really helps me is I'm not self-centered in a way. Like, you know, yeah, you care about yourself and stuff, but I care about the project more or Mm. I care about the why I start things. So if it means I have to get over myself to get something done, I will because it's not about me. So I think having that mindset from such a young age, I've always thought, hey, this is not about you. This is about the thing that needs to get done. Do it. You're just being used to do this thing and you're just being the person that's available to do this thing. If you don't do it, someone else will. Yeah. So it's a privilege for you to do this. So I always go back to, yeah, you have fear about this. Yeah, you have anxiety about this. But the only way to overcome fear is to actually get through it. You're never going to talk yourself out of fear. The only way you can get over fear is doing the thing that you're afraid of. And you just go head first. And that's what I do most times. The why has to be greater. I'm not doing things for the sake of just doing things or because they look cool or because they're great. I'm doing things because they add value to someone's life and they're about others because that's what motivates me. It's never about, oh, this would look good for me. This would be not. Nothing wrong with that mindset. That's awesome. But for me, that's not enough. I'd be like, I do well for myself if I just get this job. I really don't need a lot of money to live. But if I stretch myself, this would actually overflow into impacting someone's life or this would, you know, benefit someone, something. So being other-centered is actually a value that I hold dear. And if you put the cause before yourself and put the cause and why you're doing the thing that you're doing before your fear and anxiety, I think it would really help you get over things faster and just generally get over things. Mm. It's That's what I apply. Like when we open the studio, well, I don't need a studio. <laughs> he doesn't need a studio. Yeah. We can literally paint from our own houses. Yeah. But it's like, okay, yeah, but our artists do, you know, other people do. And we need to create a space for people that need it. And yeah, this is probably going to come out of our pocket for a while before it can sustain itself. Yeah. But the goal is when we get to that place and we see how nice it is, it's not like, oh, yay, we work here. It's like, hey, if anybody wants to work here, they can. We can give them the space. And if they want to do something here, we can say we help them. So yeah, causes that are other centered are the most motivating. I take myself out of the equation and I say, you need to figure out what you need to do to get this done get there so yeah it's like a little pressure on yourself but it helps you kind of overcome the things that you need to overcome that's fantastic so you move on from one project because you feel like you've made an impact and you've done the thing that you needed to do there you've done your part and then now you're moving on to the next one yeah yeah like i don't know how many hours you have in your day but girl (laughs) i mean i know you've been you're a busy bee literally you do stuff in the morning you're meeting me right now you probably had six hours of sleep and then you're probably going to do something else in the afternoon So I want to know, how do you think about self-care? How do you switch off and relax Mm -hmm. and also, you know, gather yourself before pursuing all of these things? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, we were talking about this. It's like, (laughs) you know, burning out is real. And there is burnout that's like you're doing things because you have to do things. You have to pay bills, so therefore you're stuck at a job and you have to keep doing it until you figure your next steps. And then there's your own projects that you really love, you can't really clock out of. There's a meme that I saw. I quit my 9-to-5 job and now I work 24 hours. (laughs) (laughs) No one's your boss. And if you don't do it, it won't get done. (laughs) And if you don't give yourself deadlines. And for me, it's hard because literally Mondays are like the worst days, also the best days. I would have a to-do list and I try to do all of them in one day. And I'm like, nothing. 
this is supposed to be a week to do list. Literally. Why are you trying to kill yourself? I'm like, but if I do it now, I have time later. So <laughs> you can do more things. I'm really not the best at like balance self care. Yeah, like I don't. My body literally tells me to shut down. You know, goon fan seizing or I'm tired and like I'm literally lethargic or my anemia is acting up. That's when I stop. But it's because the projects that I'm pouring into are pouring back to me. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it doesn't take much from me to be excited about it and do it. But I do need to switch off too. And I get yeah. it. But it's social life, you know, like having best friends that really look at you and they just care about you and they pour into you and they, you know, meet you for coffee or they take you out for dinner. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, you've been working hard. My roommates, my boyfriend, you know, like people like that, they pour back into you and say, hey, take a break. Let me just do this for you. Yeah. So if it wasn't for the people in my life, I don't think I will have self-care, to be honest. And I probably need to figure that out soon. Um, yeah, the urgency doesn't won't let me like yeah. sleep. <laughs> Literally. But I wanted to ask, since you just constantly are trying new things as well, I wanted to know, are there any new skills or hobbies that you've developed lately apart from your projects? Mm, Yeah. So my thing is, I'm very focused. And I have this tendency to like have tunnel vision. If I'm saying, okay, I'm going to be great at photography, <laughs> you won't catch me doing anything else. <laughs> Sport thing. I don't know what else to pick. <laughs> so, this is it. It's consuming my life now. I'm reading about it. I'm shooting. I'm exercising. Whoa. I just want to exceal. I don't want to be mediocre. So I'm like, this is it. I'm going to give it my all. Yeah. Or now lately it's been um, filmmaking. So I wanted to grow as a visual storyteller because the heart of everything that I do is storytelling. And I know I'm probably not going to be like the best filmmaker out there, but I think I have the ability to find stories that are untold and they're really like rare. So I want to tell that story better. Yeah. with my capacity and it's not going to be in the best way but it's going to be in the best way that I can do so I've been really learning more about filmmaking and you know just really throwing myself into that that's a skill that I'm working on so I hate editing <laughs> footage oh god I love editing photos that's my therapy Yeah. but videos I'm still yet to find that flow that's like oh my god I love this because yeah. I'm so impatient it's like let's go <laughs> I want you to keep let's going let's go can yeah, you, yeah. and you can't you can't you be an impatient person you have to watch things yeah. and stuff the only you know equivalent that I have with that is editing this podcast you and, get it yeah. you know going back editing and just like oh is the music coming in and this is going out am I doing it right and then you go on YouTube you check and you Absolutely. have to listen to it multiple times especially if you're on it you have so to hear tired. your voice you gotta, oh my god! so tired but I love I love yeah. the output I love doing this this is so much fun for me yeah. it's just the editing is just like you know yeah. a lot of work but I get you but I can only imagine what it's like when it's visual when you have to change the angles it's gonna be yeah it's the same amount the same thing you're just looking at your face over and over again looking at other people's <laughs> face over and over again over and over and again. at some point colors lose meaning like <laughs> everything has lost meaning you're like what am I looking at Who am is I? this too yellow is this too green like I don't know what's my eyes doing yeah. I don't know <laughs> so you need to take a break. I feel like that's when you need to <laughs> yeah. take a break. Go get some No, coffee. but I'm learning to outsource. Like, mm. hey, this editing thing, you hate it. It's fine. Just shoot the thing. That's where you really thrive and put it together. Yeah. And give it to an editor. So you're doing visuals for storytelling right that's now? That's more I'm focused. Yeah, that's like what I've really been applying myself to learn more about. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's nice. The next question that I had is, how has your art and your creations evolved over time since you started doing them? What I recall is there was a time when we were like at a really dark time in our progressive young adult lives. Mm. And I remember your photography at that time was pretty dark. You modeled for me. I know. For that shoot, I remember, <laughs> yeah. I loved all the photos, but also your creation 
situation, you know, was a manifestation of where you were at there Mm -hmm. at that time. Mm -hmm. It was very dark in a way in itself. So through the progression of the past 10 years, how has it changed? Mm -hmm. Like where you started, where you are now, Manaman? Yeah, I would say like the biggest thing that really changed is my process. Your process kind of becomes refined more and more. You know, you don't just get up and shoot anymore because you want to or because you just have this thing you you want to express. You want to be able to express it well. So you spend time really thinking about what you want to say Mm -hmm. and like cutting off the fluff that kind of gets lost in being authentic. So I think the more I apply myself to photography and like the more I shot, my process has become a thing that I really enjoy. You know, it's not like, oh, here, I'm shooting, da-da-da. But before the shooting, like, my thinking phase has gone deeper. I'm becoming more vulnerable and more creative in showing the things that I want to show. So if I was to do the project we did back then, now it would look completely different. Mm. The same message, but my process would be deeper. So it would be a little bit more abstract and I would put myself in it. Mm -hmm. So I'll probably do a self-portrait as opposed to you guys posing for me because I'd be like, I need you to be this way. (laughs) Like, the process is what really made a huge difference for me. The more I stayed in photography, the more I'm able to express myself clearly and the more I'm able to think of ways to express what I want to say, you know, in a more like abstract fashion or a more clear fashion, Mm -hmm. whatever. So my process has changed and creating, you're creating. I need to create. Like I need, that's how I think. That's how I process things that happen in my life. So I do need to do it anyway. That's not going to stop. But the way I do it becomes deeper and more vulnerable and more personal and yeah, just more creative. So it goes deeper. That's nice. Mm. I love that answer. When do you feel the most inspired to create your most meaningful work? Like you said, you put a lot of thought into it, but what triggers that? What brings that out of you usually? Is there a sweet spot? Is there any particular, you know, formula where you get there? Where do you draw your inspiration? Mm. It's everywhere I think yeah because because of my work I get exposed to so many people in so many places everything you hear is like wow this is a documentary in the making this is like a photo shoot <laughs> everything is just like I have to document I have to film yeah. but then I give it like a week I sit with it and I go oh. are you really passionate about this or is this just one of those rapid fire inspirations that are happening yeah. to you I let it sit with me for a while and I, I ask myself you know even if I see an art piece that moved me or I read a book that moved me I go inward and I'm like hey why did this move you what about this is really connecting to you. What about this story is actually making you tear up? And I say, oh my God, it's probably their relationship with their father or, oh, it's probably because how they see themselves. I resonate in that. Oh, I love the colors because these colors kind of bring me peace. You know, just I ask myself which part is the thing that's like mm. playing a role in your in your little world. And it's like, how passionate are you about expressing that? And usually it's 95% of it is like, I don't care enough to put myself into this. It's great. Like it's an inspiration for me. It fed my, you know, creative being. I left, that time, you know, yeah. moved on. But other times it's like, no, I think this is cooler. Like if this is bigger than you, you really want to say something about this. This is something that you're really passionate about. Then I go full in because I have this thing where I have to finish what I start. Even if it's a crappy book, I have to finish it because I started it. So I'm really hesitant towards starting things. Yeah. If I start them, I'll finish it. it. I'll finish it. So it's more like take your time before you start it. Just slow down. Don't commit. (laughs) That's actually a good segue because I was about to ask you, like, how do you stay consistent Mm -hmm. with that? How do you stay consistent with the efforts that you're putting into all the different projects that you have? It goes back to your why. You know, Mm. why am I doing it? Ask yourself why. And it could be different. It could be like, number one, this thing really moved me. And sometimes the emotion might not be there, but I'm committed to this because this meant a lot to me at that point. So I really write down when it hits me and I'm like, this is why I'm doing it. Notes, journals. So when the process frustrates me, I go back and I'm like, hey, this is why you're doing it. I remind Mm. myself. Or it could just be as simple as I want to prove to myself that I can finish what I started. That's why I'm doing it. And it's like, oh, what about like the impact? It doesn't have impact. I just want to see it through because I want to be the kind of person who sees things through. 
so it's like I'm applying myself to this thing to learn and you know this is for me more or it can be I'm actually challenging myself in perfecting this skill or you know I'm picking up this project because it's helping me become a better storyteller yeah. so I might not really be moved by the story but the role that I'm playing in, in this maybe I'm taking a director role or I'm taking a production role or whatever so I don't expect things to fulfill every need that I have all, all the projects to fulfill every need that I have it's just buckets right you have different things so from a job you need to be motivated and you, you have the paycheck but also you like the experience but but it can't be your whole life's meaning so what is it checking off mm-hmm. and how much time do you need to commit to it there's that and then you move on to your personal projects and it's like this one is consuming my whole life because it's about my entire existence and that should be easy to motivate you you're going through it full force and then there's other things that you pick up that are just to quench your thirst on this thing or to just try out your different skills so know your why like why are you trying to do something and if it's deep you finish you yeah. you stay the course but if it's like shallow and it's very like led by emotions and stuff mahalla you just go well i tried and i feel and it, that's okay that's yeah. fine don't go hard on yourself for saying i get it no we need to finish what i started yeah but it's hard like i talked about this in the previous episode just in passing because i'm like we put so much pressure on ourselves mm-hmm. to be productive as well mm-hmm. and that is like capitalism at its best right if you're at rest and you're just like oh shit should i be doing something right yeah. now <laughs> sometimes the premise of you doing that work is also to get paid you yeah, know that's it yeah Just not learn. everything is meaningful. Not yeah. everything is deep. Not everything is serving a greater purpose. Some things you're just doing it to sharpen your skill or mm-hmm. to get a paycheck or because you're invested or, you know, some things are deep, some things are shallow. Just meet it where it's at and gauge your level of commitment to it yeah. and then just pick up. You know, just yeah. like, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. But then my next question is if you didn't have to work to live unfortunately as we do every day what would you do next travel yeah that's it travel if money wasn't an issue yeah best mom i wouldn't be here like i'd be traveling home base probably be here but if i had a different passport that would be my life yeah, basically that's true <laughs> actually right now even money as an object yeah. if you had a different yeah passport <laughs> if i had sure. a different passport becca that would be the one thing yeah so what are you most looking forward to this year um a lot a lot really seeing through some of the projects that I started in the last four years. Some of them are getting around to the times that they're like being completed and you know, just seeing that through. I'm excited. I'm excited to see the studio grow and we just expanded, got a whole new space. We took over the space mm. we're in. So really seeing it become the thing that we thought about it in our heads and can it? You know, I'm also curious, like, is it going to be as awesome as we thought it would be or is it going to completely fail? Either way, it's going to be fine. We tried, you know. Yeah. So I'm just really looking forward to the studio growing and us doing the things that we we were planning to do for the longest time and me seeing through the projects that I've started. Well, is there any question that I should have asked that I didn't? No, girl. I think you've <laughs> covered the bases. You've covered it all. Great. So, it's fun question time. Oh, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> it's just when I ask it's you like a rapid like, fire rapid fire of... questions. Oh, amazing. Okay. <laughs> And you just tell me what the first thing that comes to your head. <laughs> so, the first question is, what would you like named after you? It could be like a physical thing, it could be like a building, the moon, the river, or it could be like an action, like a dance or ah. whatever. So, <laughs> what would you like named after you? Probably a dance because it would be ironic since I can't dance. <laughs> It'd be the nafi and then it's designated to like the people that with no rhythm. <laughs> you know? You're doing the nafi. Okay, cool. And Yay, then I want to see like YouTube nafi. tutorials about here's how to do the nafi if you know how to dance. And yeah. then you know it's like <laughs> TikTok challenges yeah, are happening. <laughs> a dance would be fun. I love that. That sounds hilarious. <laughs> 
My last question is, what's an app on your phone? And I know it's the photo app, so <laughs> pick something else. What's an app on your phone that you just could not live without? Spotify. Spotify Premium. Where send the Kunmatai direction? Where are you? No, at? I have Spotify Premium. <laughs> Ooh, not the ghetto, thank you. <laughs> she fancy, fancy. So, what's the podcast you're listening to right now? I'm listening to a lot of Jay Shetty. There's another one called Hidden Brain. Mm. It talks about what your brain is doing when you're doing certain things why you function the way you that's are that's really interesting great and then there's another one called how to be a better human kind of reminding society some of the values that we've really forgotten and you know they share stories of people oh my favorite one when they have new episodes I go wild it's called mm-hmm. rough translation and it's about how sometimes in culture what we think is very good mm-hmm. in our culture is Moral. actually confusing yeah. in another culture and so how cultures don't translate they go deeper like it's kind of like media they uncover stories about like in one culture things are considered oh yeah this is fine it's not corruption or stealing at all and then you're like no obviously (laughs) as a modern society we can't do this (laughs) yeah so it's like kind of exposing cultures and Mm -hmm. they highlight what happened Mm -hmm. so i i really like it because it exposes me to like different points of view so these are the ones i probably have on rotation and i've been listening a lot of therapy podcasts look therapy look i can't afford therapy right now so i'm listening to the podcast yeah so she paid premium (laughs) i made my choice i was like oh this is what it's called i guess it's It's not just me blaming myself yeah okay important it's so important yeah so is there anything like you want to plug should people follow you on the projects that you're doing right now please tell us about it um fabulous my instagram account although i really i'm in this place where i really hate instagram right now i can't (laughs) I'm, I'm, I can't sit back in. So I'm only going to be back on it like when I'm posting stuff about projects. Yeah. It's ironic because I work for a social media company. Which is weird. <laughs> it's funny, but I hate social media. So if you want to connect with me in person, it would be nice. Like I would love to meet you in person as mm. opposed to, you know, DMs and stuff. I love that, but also it's going to be forever before I can reply. Yeah. But like, come to the studio, follow Studio 11. That's my thing. Like mm. just follow Studio 11 when we have events. And if you want to meet us, just come, say hi. We'll connect. I'll remember you. You know, yeah. I'll ask about you after because I've I've seen your face now. <laughs> yeah, just follow Studio Eleven and then follow Fabulich for when I post to see eventually more things, photography and projects, and also Balamuya. Oh yeah, Balamuya. Forgot about yeah, that. Tell us yeah. about Balamuya before we leave. <laughs> Balamuya is okay. Something that I've had in mind when I used to work with Caleb Meekins before he passed. We um, I was in. We used to film like Mela and. I used to be in that team. So I loved it. I loved the, how that project really helped a lot of young entrepreneurs and get a lot of entrepreneur story out there because people kind of know how, they have an idea of how to start business or what business is type of thing. So I've always thought about the same thing being for creatives mm-hmm. because it's we have no idea where to start. You're a photographer. Okay, so like, how do I charge? How do I find clients? How do I find gear? How do I respond when someone asks me this way? I'm a painter. How much do I rent a studio? Where do I find people that buy? my art how do I promote myself you know these things so Balamia is pretty much that like first of all acknowledge yourself as a creative professional you're a professional you need to get paid yeah but here's how other people are getting paid for what, what they want to do okay. and what you want to do. So it's the business aspect. It's of the business aspect of creative. So it's on YouTube, the episodes that we've had so far. And it's funded by the EU. Thank them. Yeah. <laughs> Thank the EU for this. <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, like, I did not want to 
not pay the people that I worked with, mm. you know, because I wanted it to be filmed. I wanted the production team to get paid. That's good. You're putting your money where your mouth is. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. No, you, it starts with creatives, you know. Yeah. We can't just say, oh, companies need to be creatives. Creatives need to be creatives, you know. If yeah. you have a friend who has a fashion brand, buy her work. Don't yeah. just ask her to give you things for free. For free. Mm. If you have a photographer, pay them. You yeah. know, don't just say, oh, my God, I, have, I need a LinkedIn profile. Can you just come take a cute, like, photo of me? No. If you have a painter friend, don't just ask them to do a commission for free. Pay them. Creatives pay creatives. Professionals pay creatives. Anybody pay creatives. And this is how creatives that are getting paid are capitalizing, monetizing their work and making it into a career. So we have about we have funding for like six episodes. I'm on my fourth now. There's like one more left. So the three of them, they're already on YouTube. You can see them. There's a photographer, a painter, and a fashion designer. And we have another stylist person. And the next one is going to be a skater. So that's great. Thank you so much for Thank coming. You so much. I appreciate you. I appreciate that we actually came together and did this. Can I, I want to say thank you to you. Kudos, <laughs> by the way. And I've, I know you say I'm your inspiration, but you also inspire me and you're very cautious and very careful, but you're also very brave and you live life very intentionally, which I really love. Yeah. And you always have intentions for the things that you do. Strategic, very smart, brilliant. Thank One of the best you. young people that I know in this country. <laughs> right thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for coming. I appreciate you. All right, guys. Well, please make sure to follow all the links that I've put below. Make sure to follow Nafi on Fabulic, on Balamuya, on Studio 11. Follow that was a podcast Instagram as well. And let me know if you guys have any suggestions or ideas or if you have suggestions of people that I should invite over as well. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.